Well, tonight I want to talk to you a little bit about speaking in other tongues. How about that? Speaking in other tongues. Um, my husband, of course, you know David Horton, pastor of the church here. He, uh, he's, he and I were praying and talking about 2023 and he said, we need to pray in tongues more this year than ever before. Let's make that a goal this year. And of course there were other things too, but that stood out so strongly to me because that's something we can do, right? And, um, I think it's so powerful. Of course the word of God says in Acts 2 that, that you shall receive power. So that, that word power, that's, re- that's a great word, isn't it? You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you'll be witnesses. So, we see there the power of God uh, comes because the Holy Spirit is the power of God. Um, so I want to look at just a couple of scriptures tonight. Some of this will be kind of reminders of what we already know. But then there might be some of you listening tonight that have never received the Holy Spirit and the fullness of the Spirit. You know, Brother Hagen said, of course you receive the Holy Spirit when you're born again. He does the work to make you a new creature. Amen. But he, Brother Hagen used to say, you know, just because you've had a glass of water doesn't mean you've had all the water in the world. <laughs> There's a lot of water out there. Just look about a mile from here and you'll see the Gulf of Mexico and it's a tremendous body of water. So there's a lot of water and there's a lot of Holy Ghost. Amen. And so uh, just because we have had a work of the spirit in our heart through the born again experience doesn't mean that you have all of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so you can, as a second experience after being born again, it's subsequent to salvation. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And because you're filled, then the Bible says several things happen. You become a tremendous witness for God. And then also um, you can, you have the ability then to speak in other tongues. And this is not a complicated thing. In fact, um, I was doing an interview this week for my podcast. And uh, the dear young woman that um, I was interviewing, she's a powerful person, um, pastor's wife now, and uh, has been in ministry many years. But she has three young children. The oldest is seven. And she said, my husband and I were having a little devotion with them, just something short. You know, sometimes it doesn't take a whole long time to make an impact. Uh, you know, just something short with the children. Um, and she said, my husband and I were praying in the spirit and my seven year old stopped us and said, I want to do that. And they said, well, you can do that. Well, I want to do that right now. <laughs> so, And uh, this lady said it was so persistent and she was so ready. She was said, well, come over here and I'll lay hands on you. And she said, the minute I touched her little chest, she began to pray in the Holy Ghost just just fountains of water springing up a fountain of living water right seven years old she said she was so ready for it we didn't even pray in english for it i just laid my hands on her and she started to speak it instantly and so my she said my she was so just full of wanting to continue to pray that my husband finally took the younger two and went to the park 
And she said, we prayed together and we talked about the Holy Spirit and I shared scriptures with her. And she said, can we pray some more? And, and so just that excitement of a little seven-year-old uh, reminded me that you don't have to know the whole Bible before you can pray in the Spirit. You don't have to be a saint for 20 years before. You don't have to get everything in your life worked out perfectly and then just, just right. Thank God you can just receive. Amen. And begin to speak because you receive the Holy Spirit. And I, I just love that the, the, um, idea that God came up with about Excuse me, speaking in tongues. The first time I heard about it, I thought that's just the coolest thing I've ever heard. And I almost got mad for a minute because I was 17 and I hadn't heard anything about it in our local church. Not a word. And I thought, why are they skipping these powerful scriptures about speaking in tongues? Why? And you look at 1 Corinthians and you see... I mean, I was taught First Corinthians chapter 11, you know, we're going to take communion, right? And then nothing about 12. <laughs> and then 13, the love chapter, we're going to quote that all the time, every funeral, every wedding. and But 14, we're not talking about that. <laughs> but 15, we're talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ, right? So why are we skipping every other chapter and emphasizing these wonderful things, but not ever addressing the things that are so important also along with these and it almost you know it almost kind of made me mad but it did it it did help me to be bold and to teach it myself in in our in our local churches that I've pastored and in bible studies and uh, any kind of setting that I could talk about the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues, I have taken full advantage of it because I, I know there's people out there that don't care about it, don't want it. I don't know why Jesus bought and paid for it for you. And it's wonderful, such a wonderful heavenly gift. But, you know, I just wanted people to know it's available. It, it, it's for every person that's born again. Amen. Every person that's saved, no matter what your age is. We had a lady in our church when we were pastoring, you know, in our 20s, and she was like 87, had been Presbyterian all her life, and finally decided she wanted something more exciting, she said. <laughs> 86 years old, and um, came and got filled with the Holy Ghost. And she was so thrilled to know about it. She hadn't heard anything any either, you know. And I'm telling you, uh, I think it's sad when churches, and it seems to be kind of a new little wave of this, where churches might think, well, we don't want to scare people off, and so we're not going to talk about speaking in tongues, and we're not going to have speaking in tongues in the church. And so, you know, they they bury it again, and then generations come along like I did and don't hear about it until, you know, I was 17. Thank God I was a teenager, but some people don't hear about it like our my friend Edna that I just talked about, 86, she never heard about it because they, the ministers are afraid to preach it or they're thinking somebody's going to think something weird if we talk about speaking in other tongues. Well, maybe and maybe not. Maybe they'll get full of power. How about that? Maybe they'll fill your church up with believers as they witness uh, to others in their neighborhood or at their workplace. Amen. 
I'm telling you, my my father, he was very he was a professional football player. He was a tremendous athlete and very disciplined, et cetera, et cetera. Great man. But he was very shy. And he told our denominational preacher way back, he said, because this denomination, at the end of the service, they would call on a man in the congregation to close in prayer. They would say, brother so-and-so, would you close in prayer? And he told that pastor, he said, if you ever call on me to pray, I'll never be back at this church because he was so shy that he wouldn't do it. He would, he just wouldn't. He loved God, but he was too shy to speak out like that. And then he got filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking of the other tongues, completely changed all that. Not only was he preaching to everybody all the time, you know, at Rotary Club and everywhere else, he would go soul winning on Saturday mornings, knocking on doors of strangers and getting them saved. Praying with them to get born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. (laughs) So that's how it can totally change your timidity or your shyness or, you know, self, probably more self-awareness and maybe selfishness. Um, the, the, the power of the Holy Ghost can do such a tremendous work and, and give us such boldness. Amen. So this is something that we need to think about. Another thing that the word says is that in 1 Corinthians 14 is the sign to the unbeliever. Let's read it, okay? 1 Corinthians 14. It says, verse 22, Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. So this is something that somebody can see in you or hear, and they all of a sudden come from non-belief in God to, wow, that's really interesting, amen? They've got some kind of supernatural something going on here. And many times, I think more than not, they desire it. I did, amen, when my friend... Talk, talk to me about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I said, I want it right now. Two o'clock in the morning. We stayed up that late talking about it. <laughs> I said, I want it right now. She goes, okay, let's pray. You can do it. And I, and I got filled right there. Amen. Um, so we see that, uh, it is a sign to the unbeliever. Let's read the rest of this. Um, but to them that believe not, but prophesying serveth not for them that believeth not but for them which believe. So is it wrong to speak in tongues in front of a non-believer? No. It's a sign, isn't it? Amen. So we need to consider these things as well, that it would draw people to God, not repel them. Amen. We need to understand that it would draw people. Many times, especially younger people, are drawn to supernatural. Many of the ones that I have talked to and, you know, been involved with in counseling, etc., they get involved in uh, tarot cards, fortune telling, um, in mystical things, new age, whatever, because of the, the element of supernatural. 
and they don't realize that God is supernatural. You don't have to get into all that to be led by all that, uh, you know, devilish lies, really, is what it is, traps of the enemy. Um, you can get filled with the Holy Ghost. You can communicate with God in a supernatural language. Amen. And the Holy Spirit can guide your life and show you things to come. You don't need a fortune teller. You don't need a psychic. Amen. In fact, really, you don't want to get involved in any of that because it's dark. It's very dark. And you, if you talk to people who have been involved in that kind of thing, they will warn you against it. Amen. We had a dear lady in our church that she had gotten into uh, psychic stuff and, and reading people's, you know, palm and all that kind of stuff. And she said, uh, you know, Pastor Scarlett, that ruined my marriage, my children, our finances. She said it ruined everything. And she said, when I hit bottom, that's when I cried out to God. And God saved me and filled me with the Holy Ghost. And now, you know, the family's back. But, you know, things all came back together because of the Lord. Amen. And she had even gone to school and gotten her uh, bachelor's and master's and then doctorate degree in um, in ministry for ministry. Praise God. So um, I think sometimes if we're drawn to the supernatural and we don't know. That there is a supernatural walk with God <laughs> because we're not taught that churches are scared to say anything about it. Then you go after the dark side and are drawn to that mess so that we have a responsibility to tell people and not to be ashamed of the gospel. Amen. We not be ashamed of what God has done. And I'm telling you, Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> We need to keep that in mind. What what would Jesus give out that's not good? Everything about Jesus is good. And he is the baptizer. You know, Acts 10, 46 says that, those, that they heard them speaking in other tongues and magnified the devil? No, magnified God. Now look at that. They heard them speak in other tongues. And magnify God. So any lies that you've heard about speaking in tongues is of the devil, which was a rumor that was spread and probably still is, is false. Speaking in tongues is of the Holy Ghost. And when you speak in tongues, you magnify God. You make him bigger in your heart, in your life, in your mind, in your church, your family, in your homes, in your workplace. Amen. And you can speak in tongues anytime you want to speak in tongues. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let's look at this for a minute. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. So when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're talking, you are speaking to God. Not to man, but to God. So this is talking about your own personal prayer time with God. Well, why is that necessary? I don't know. God just said it is. <laughs> you know, if he says it's necessary, then it's necessary. Amen. 
Why, uh, why would we argue with something that God has instituted? I don't know why we would, but, you know, sometimes man, uh, mankind, uh, we think we're smarter than God. And I have a, you know, <clears throat> little message for you. <laughs> God is a genius. Amen. He's very, 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 very smart. And we need just to take him at his word. So when we are speaking in an unknown tongue, this right here is talking about our own talk with God. So we can all, you know, you can do that by yourself. You can speak to God in other tongues. Or you can do it as a church when we're all talking to God. There are times in prayer where everyone lifts up their voice to God together, prays in the spirit together. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, what if an unbeliever walked in? Well, it says it's a sign to them. Amen. Now, the corrections were, you know, given here, of course, and there was exhortations as well. It wasn't all just correction. But just because there was some correction in this church at Corinth doesn't mean that we just throw it all out. I mean, we didn't throw out communion and there was correction with communion. (laughs) It says when you come together, you're getting drunk and you're, you know, eating. And don't you have a home for that? When you come to church, when you come together, then, of course, you know um, how we honor the Lord with the communion. And um, that represents so much uh, when, when we do that together. So he he corrected that in their lives as well. But that didn't mean you don't ever take communion just because there was some correction. Right. And here's some correction. Also, some exhortation as well. Um, but he is addressing two different things here. First of all, there is a private prayer language between you and God when you talk to God. And then there is a public demonstration of the gifts of the spirit where one would speak in other tongues and one would interpret. That's the public gift of tongues. In other words, you are talking then to the church. And it says, when you pray in the spirit, speaking in tongues, don't do that unless there's an interpreter. In other words, if I just got up here and just started speaking in tongues to y'all, you'd think I was crazy. And I would almost be crazy to do that, wouldn't I? Because you wouldn't understand what in the world I'm saying. That doesn't edify anybody. And that's what Paul was saying here by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He said that if you're going to speak in tongues to a man, or a woman, mankind, then have an interpreter that's going to interpret in their language what is being said so that it edifies the church. Amen. So that's the difference between these two. When you're speaking in tongues to God, then you're speaking your own prayer. When you're speaking in tongues to man, you need an interpreter. Amen. And that, of course, tongues and interpretation equals prophecy. So it's the, it's the, the, as valuable as prophecy is. Amen. And he, and he goes into all this here and you can see it as he's explaining it. And, and maybe, maybe you can see it clearer now that, um, that we're talking about it a little bit. Um, one thing I want to say here that I've learned, you know, you learn things through the word and then you learn things through experiences in the spirit and through the word as well. The word confirms it. But um, I've learned about speaking in tongues and interpretation 
I don't know why I'm saying this, but I just feel led to say it, so I'm going to say it. Um, when, uh, for instance, I'll just give an example. If I speak in tongues and my husband interprets, there there comes a place where um, that interpretation will kind of wane. You know, he'll come kind of to an end of it. And I have seen, not him, but I've seen others when they're demonstrating that gift uh, in a church or, or some kind of meeting, that they push it and they keep trying to uh, say words from God, but the, the inspiration's gone. And, um, I, you know, I just want to exhort those who are interested in this or who would like to practice tongues and interpretation. Sometimes you just have to practice, just like you practice the word. You practice the spirit. Amen. And so um, I want to exhort you that when it comes to that place, wait for more tongues and then interpret again. Amen. Um, because it, it's couple. It's a couple. It's coupled together. And uh, when the other person, for instance, if then I speak in tongues again and David has he, he then would have more inspiration by the Spirit of God to interpret. Does that make sense? And so I think it's important to understand some of these things that we just run across and learn just for being in ministry 40 plus years that others might could glean some help from that. Amen? But again, practicing, it's so important. And stepping out and being bold. And one thing that will help you with a public gift, if God wants to use you in that, is... Speaking in tongues in your prayer language and interpreting in your own prayer room, your prayer, private prayer time. Amen. Um, one of the scriptures here, in fact, let's go ahead and read it. It says in verse 14, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. So give yourself time. If you're praying in the Spirit, give yourself a little time and then practice interpreting. Pray with the Spirit and then pray with the understanding. It'll really help your life. It'll help you in so many ways. In fact, it will edify you. You know, that doesn't mean puff you up in pride like some people say. It means to build. It'll build you up. It'll help your life. And uh, you'll receive not only, I believe, encouragement from God, sometimes you'll even receive wisdom that you wouldn't have gotten any other way. You know, you'll receive wisdom about a situation, about a relationship, or maybe even uh, a financial uh, deal that you're wondering about. And the Spirit of God will answer you. When you pray in tongues and when you interpret. Amen. And then it says, I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. So allow yourself to practice that in your own um, home or in your private prayer closet, wherever you start to sing in the spirit and then give yourself a minute and start to sing with the understanding and interpret that prayer. Amen. Uh, that song, it'll be really powerful to you. My uh, one of my closest friends, Candace, she's uh, Brother Hagen's granddaughter, actually. Powerful. She was so powerful. She's been with she's a, with the Lord now, but she was so powerful in the gifts of the spirits. Just so um, 
easily um, <clears throat> spoke just such utterance in prophecy and all, all all the gifts really, but especially the utterance gifts, tongues, interpretation, and prophecy. And I asked her one day, I said, how did you get to this place where it just flows out of you so beautifully? Many times it would like rhyme, you know, and, and, and it was effortless for her. And she said, Scarlett, I practice all the time. She said, I'll be, you know, in my house cleaning or cooking or, you know, trying to do some exercise or whatever. And I'll just sing in the spirit and then I'll practice singing and interpretation. And she said, I did it yesterday. And you know what? The Spirit of God sung through me. And I can't remember it word for word. I wish I had written it down. But it was something like, I am the Holy Ghost. And I will guide you through, you know, and and show you everything you need to know. And I mean, it was just such a beautiful, I'm your heavenly host, I think. It was just so pretty. And so beautiful, and you could tell that it really, really ministered to her. And when she said it to me, it ministered to me. These things are from God. These things are more than just man's wisdom and what a man's opinion or a man's perspective. We get enough of that, right? <laughs> Turn on the news. That's You know, you're going to get that all day long wherever you work and but when you start hearing the, the words from heaven, heavenly words, there's something about it that touches not only your spirit, but your mind, your emotions, your physical body. I mean, it touches you all, all over and brings you to a place that nobody or nothing on this earth can bring you to. It's it's all God. Amen. And the thing about it is we have access to this anytime. And so since David said that about this year, that we're going to speak in tongues more this year than ever before. I, I've just, you know, taken any moment that I'm by myself. I mean, we do. We pray together in other tongues, too. But um, just any time that I'm by myself now. If I'm driving to, you know, exercise class or if I'm, you know, just whatever I'm doing, if I wake up in the middle of the night, instead of just laying there now, I pray in the spirit. Amen. I pray in other tongues. And I'm telling you, it just makes you happy. There's a joy there that we could use. And, and you know, a strength that comes from that joy. So praise God. I encourage you and we've been encouraged to pray in the spirit this year. Amen. And uh, we'll we'll pick up some other time with some of these other things about speaking in tongues. You know, the Bible's really full of it. Even in the Old Testament, it mentions it. So uh, if you um, are curious about this now, we're going to pray in a minute. And um, I'm going to pray the prayer of salvation. And if you want to be born again or want to make sure that you're born again, we can pray that. And then you have the liberty then to ask to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And so we'll do that uh, tonight, right now, in fact. And um, then you can just begin to speak in other tongues right where you are. Um, and it's a beautiful gift. You can do it anytime you want to. Praise God. Amen. So let's pray. Father, I just pray for each one here tonight if they're not filled with the Holy Ghost. I know, Lord, that 
the first thing that we all need to do is to be born again and to ask Jesus to come into our heart and change and make us new creatures. And so I pray for everyone listening right now that if they have not made that decision to be born again, to be saved, that they'll make that right now simply by saying, Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I ask you now to make me born again. I believe in my heart that, God, you raised Jesus from the dead. And I say with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord. Because you prayed that right now, you're a new creature. He has come to make residence in you. Praise God. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so now, if you'd like to be filled with the Holy Ghost, we'll simply pray. You can pray right after I pray these words. Just open yourself up to let the Holy Spirit completely fill you. Amen. Say, Father God, I thank you now. Since I'm born again, I can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I ask you to fill me right now to overflowing. In Jesus' name. And because I'm filled, because I asked, I have the ability now to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives me utterance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now just begin to speak those syllables out. It's your tongue, it's your voice, and it's the Lord that gives you the words. So just begin to speak. In the you can pray as long as you want to pray. You can stop when you want to stop. Start when you want to start. But I ask you just to, and encourage you, just to keep praying continually in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So bless your life. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we pray for those who are suffering any kind of sickness or disease. We pray for miracles right now. We thank you. Touch their body, Lord. Healing belongs to them. And disease departs from the midst of them. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for it right now, right now, right now, right now. I thank you, Lord, for those who are struggling financially. We thank you, Father, that you help them, that you give them wisdom, that you bring finances into their hands in unexpected ways, supernatural debt cancellation in their lives that you move so mightily lord that they know this is a miracle from god in jesus name amen amen god bless you did you just have a song yeah i've got a song here um back in the mid well late 50s into the into the late 60s Oral Roberts um, not only had his tent meetings for healing meetings, but he also taught on Holy Spirit in the now and about how everyone could be filled with the Spirit and the benefit of praying in tongues and interpreting what you pray and 
he put a great emphasis on that. And his soloist and songwriter was Vep Ellis, <laughs> who's very close to our family. And, and he wrote this little song, uh, for those days. And it, it fits what we're teaching tonight. Uh, I don't know if we have the words or not. It doesn't matter. It's easy. You can, some of you already know it probably, but. Oh, blessed Holy Spirit, cleansing through and through, or my tongue is flooding. There we have the words. Like a river ever new, a language heaven heareth, though to earth unknown, sweet communion. Holy union, God and His own. Oh, blessed Holy Spirit, cleansing through and through. Or my tongue is flooding like a river ever new. Language heaven heareth, oh, to earth unknown. Sweet communion, holy union, God and His own. Oh, blessed Holy Spirit. Cleansing through and through. For my tongue is flooding like a river ever new. A language heaven heareth, though to earth unknown sweet communion holy union God and his own beautiful praise God hallelujah